Welcome to Monday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. It's Mike here. Hope you had a great weekend. I actually got out to play a little golf this weekend, despite the fact it was oppressively hot and humid here in the Northeast. But, you know, I'd rather sweat on a golf course than not be on a golf course. So that was a good thing. Hope you had, as I said, a great weekend. There was a lot going on. Our president over in Asia doing many, many things, and I'm not sure if any of it's going to yield positive results. For example, this uh, announcement that already has been backtracked that Joe Biden said we will militarily support Taiwan if China attacks them. His administration almost immediately said, whoa, 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 hold on there, Kiko. No, they're they're not admitting to that. But uh, Joe, you know, he's not on the teleprompter. He also got off a plane in South Korea, walked down the steps of Air Force One, thankfully did not stumble. Nobody wants to see the president falling down the steps. But he had a mask on as he walked down the steps in the daylight outside. And as he walked down the steps, he got near people And he took his mask off. Now, what's the point? It doesn't make any sense. It's just crazy. But that's what this administration is all about. It's a crazy group of incompetent people who can't get anything done. Uh, Joe was also talking about the price of gas, you know, because that's an important issue. A lot of people were asking about it at the press conference after his initial address. In Japan, the price of gas at the pump is something that I told you, heard me say before, would be a matter of great discussion at my kitchen table when I was a kid growing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It couldn't have been because the price of gas when you were a kid stayed basically flat. It didn't change. But you can keep making that up and we'll keep pointing it out that it, that's a lie. That's a big stinking lie. Uh, You want to fix the price of gas here in America, which it's just keeps setting record after record after record. The best thing you can do, Joe, is to reverse your decisions on the Keystone XL pipeline, reverse your decision on the permits. But no, you think your your best work and your best thing, as you say it, that you can do is something completely different that won't help. Thanks. This is going to be a haul. This is going to take some time. Yeah. But in the meantime, it seems to me the best thing I can do, in addition to try to get the, uh, the, uh, the, the Middle Eastern countries, including uh, OPEC, to raise their production of oil and move along that route, is to see to it that we continue to grow our economy. Well, the, uh, the economy in the uh, last quarter shrank, so you're not continuing to grow the economy The latest CBS News survey, almost 70% say the economy is bad. 65% you are slow to react. 51% say you are flat out incompetent. I can't disagree with any of those numbers, any of those judgments. And by the way, OPEC includes more than just Middle Eastern countries. I know he's begging Venezuela. He he thinks that. Uh, Here's what he said about defending militarily defending Taiwan which his people have already already walked this back less than a half an hour after it happened you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons 
Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. Yeah, no, that's not what's going on. Not what's going on at all. He's a dangerous man. He's a very dangerous man. Now, we did get baby formula shipped here. Some baby formula shipped from a uh, military flight that came from Germany. And uh, even CNN had a problem with this. This was unbelievable to me. Even Brian Stelter over at CNN was mocking this this administration. You saw those pictures in the corner of the screen a few moments ago. The first military flight carrying an emergency supply of baby formula has just landed near Indianapolis, Indiana. (laughs) Baby formula flown in on a military plane. This is part of the Biden administration's Operation Fly formula as Americans are coping with a nationwide shortage. The pallets of baby formula were flown here from Germany. Uh, this staff, um, the master sergeant overseeing the shipment, telling his staff, quote, we are literally saving babies. But this is both a failure as well as a success. The existence of this plane is a failure of the government and a failure of corporations as well, even though these pictures today are meant to symbolize a success. Yeah, sure they are. Uh, it's a failure. It's just a flat-out failure. The administration dragged its feet. Even Rosa DeLauro, a woman who is a a Democrat uh, from the House of Representatives, has been critical of the president, saying we knew in September. The whistleblower again came forward in uh, October. The FDA didn't take action until January, and we're now just getting things back online. And why? Why? Why did Joe Biden finally bring it up? On the 13th of May, as he said, it was because it was all on the covers of the newspapers, the front pages. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it's embarrassing. These people are just flat out embarrassing. The truth is that the Biden administration just keeps kicking its own ass. That's true. It does. It keeps kicking its own ass. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse on this. Uh, we are going to get Dr. Michael Roizen in here, our buddy from the Cleveland Clinic, to explain what the heck monkeypox is and uh, what we should worry about it. Before we do that, I want to point out I, um, an amazing transformation that's going on. It's Bill Maher, the guy who we all think of as a loud liberal, a guy who doesn't want to hear about anything from the conservative side of the aisle. Well, he sounds like he may be slightly getting pulled back into the middle and might even show signs of being somewhat of a conservative. Here's Bill Maher talking about a recent study about how many of us are gay in America. And it seems like he's dubious of these numbers. And finally, new rule if something about the human race is changing at a previously unprecedented rate. We have to at least discuss it. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. I like the fact that he's mocking this uh, ridiculous statistic because you question the legitimacy of it. 
We know back in the uh, Joe Biden era and the baby boomers, it was dangerous to come out of the closet. But in the last 30 years, America's attitudes on live and let live in terms of who you love have changed dramatically. But I certainly don't think it's as big as it is. And he explains it's apparently due to something that kids want to be trendy. And LGBTQ is trendy, if you will. I know. He talked about parents and how they are grooming and or misleading children and makes some pretty darn good points. It wasn't that long ago when adults asked a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? They meant what profession? (laughs) Can't argue with him. He's actually spot on there. And then Bill Maher went on to be highly critical of puberty blockers, you know, medications that are meant to stop kids from growing into who they are supposed to be genetically. And he talked about the surgery. And I'm not a fan of drugging or mutilating kids because they really don't have a good handle on things. This was uh, Bill Maher. Again, this is Bill Maher. Yes, that liberal Bill Maher guy. I think he's helping us make our case. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Yes. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. And we are encouraging it. Just amazing. Continue, William. Because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. Yes. We do know it hinders the development of bone density which is kind of important if you like having a skeleton. (laughs) Fertility and the ability to have an orgasm seem also to be affected. This isn't just a lifestyle decision. It's medical. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. Yet, Yes, Bill Maher making sense is one of the more surprising things in my universe. The end of Bill Maher's nine-minute rant on what we are doing in grooming and drugging and mutilating children is perhaps one of the best I've heard from him. And it also makes the argument using humor. And look, I'm sure the vast majority of parents do not take this lightly. And that is very hard to know when something is real or just a phase. And I understand being trans is different. It's innate. But kids do also have phases. They're kids. It's all phases. The dinosaur phase, the Hello Kitty phase. One day they want to be an astronaut. The next day you can't get them to leave their room. Gender fluid. Kids are fluid about everything. If kids knew what they wanted to be at age eight, the world would be filled with cowboys and princesses. He's not wrong. I wanted to be a pirate. Thank God nobody took me seriously and scheduled me for eye removal and peg leg surgery. Yeah, he makes a great point. Kids just aren't capable of making these decisions, and parents want to do it so they can talk about, oh, yes, I have a trans child, like it's the next trendy thing, like it's the BMW you wanted when you were a yuppie in the 80s. It really is frightening. But I salute Bill Maher. I thank him for telling the truth. It's so rare, especially on the left side of the aisle. 
Now, the biggest news that is bubbling around today, aside from Biden's blunders overseas and the baby formula shortage that's ongoing and the inflation that's hitting us, is the announcement of monkeypox. Monkeypox. Just what we needed. I'm also reading that the Wuhan Virology Laboratory had um, a unique request a few months ago for several different versions of monkeypox. They said they wanted to create a rapid test to see if people had monkeypox, a PCR test. And immediately my, uh, my antennae started twitching. Why in the hell is the Wuhan lab asking for monkeypox? Are they weaponizing it or are they doing what they're telling us, trying to create a rapid test? And why would they think we would need a rapid test? The only way to get the answers to this is to get our buddy Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic in here. Dr. Michael Roizen with his book coming out in just a couple of months, The Great Age Reboot. He wants us all to live longer and live healthier, and that's not a bad thing. But before we do that, Doc, we got to get in here. And we have to talk about the monkeypox. Welcome, Dr. Roizen. My privilege, Michael. I'm glad you're here, doctor. I, um, I, I don't know anything about monkeypox other than it has a funny name. And it makes me think that uh, if I get it, will I be in the middle of a conversation and suddenly start going, ah, 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 I'm sure no, that's not what why, happens. Why you don't want to get it is it causes disfiguring skin lesions. Oh, that's not um, good. It, <laughs> it is much like smallpox does. It's not as severe a inflammatory reaction to, in your body. In other words, it starts out as a severe flu. Um, muscle aches, pains, back pain, headaches, that type of thing. And then these lesions break out. The lesions are what's transmissible. So it's thought that you have to get the fluid from the lesion or, or body fluids that have the virus in it to transmit it. That's why it's not an aerosol transmission, um, meaning it, 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 there is a little aerosol transmission, but not commonly. Um, the, uh, the reason we're prepared for it is remember in, uh, after nine 11, we were worried about a smallpox bioterrorism. And so it turns out the smallpox vaccine, and we have three types of those in large stockpiles in the United States, um, protects against this. Okay. In addition, there are, I think two antivirals that have been approved for treatment of this because it is in uh, the West African countries and there was always a little worry and help for them from us in treating it. There are about, uh, I think, 130 cases suspected. 98 of those have been confirmed, I understand. Three in the United States, one in Massachusetts, one in New York, and one in Florida. Okay. Um Dr. Royson, you, you said it's not as bad as smallpox, but it's kind of related to smallpox. If somebody gets it, these cases that are here in the U.S., is it something they're likely to recover from quickly without any treatment? Uh, we don't know how this is varied. Obviously, this seems to have been or seems to have a little variation because it seems to be a little more transmissible 
than to humans than the common monkeypox is. But assuming it is very similar to the common monkeypox, the reason you want treatment is it's a dif- disfiguring set of scars you will get. Oh, so, so those, on, those yeah, pustules so, don't go away. They leave a mark. They leave a bad mark. Ugh, um, good. So if you look at uh, pictures of smallpox um, victims in the past, that's the kind of mark they leave. That's not good at all. That is not good at all. Now, we're hearing that there are countries like Finland is already saying that if somebody gets the monkeypox, they have to quarantine for 21 days. Is that the duration that this thing usually runs its course, or is that how long you are um, uh, able to transmit it to others? Um, I don't know the answer to that, but I presume it is with the open sores that you transmit it, and I think you don't have those sores heal over in about 21 days, as I understand it. Okay, so bodily fluids, these open source, which is not a, a fun discussion on any radio show. That's uh, <laughs> the, Those are the things that people are dealing with. Uh, Doc, I also heard something, and you can confirm or deny this. If you were born before 1972, you are vaccinated for smallpox, and you are protected against monkeypox. Is that true? True. Oh, okay. So uh, those of us who are older, a little bit older, already have protection. So we don't have to worry about getting a... Well, you would know that. Do you have a a smallpox vaccination mark in your upper arm? Usually you're non-dominant. That's what protects you. Those circles, the little round uh, injection side, that was for smallpox? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have that. So I'm protected. I do not need... A monkeypox vaccine. Correct. Wow, that's great. And and, and and most and the vaccines that we have in large quantities are for smallpox, because that was what was, that's um, more severe, and what was thought would be the biologic weapon used against us. Oh, so I, I feel safe and protected at the same time. Um, now, Doc, I, I did mention it earlier. There's a lot of people pointing to the. Wuhan virology lab saying, hey, why were you guys uh, asking for copies or, or uh, the, the information about the monkeypox? And they said it was to develop a PCR test. It, does that sound like what you would do if you were trying to figure out how to test large numbers of people? Would you grab the uh, different variances of the monkeypox and then try and, and create a PCR test? Uh, yes, you try and find out its genomic sequence and then try and get the PCR test. Um, so I don't know. They, they may have just been asking for its genomic sequence, which is available on the Internet. So um, my guess is that uh, there was nothing special about what they were doing, but I don't know that. Well, I, I'm still not trusting the Wuhan virology lab doc, you know, I'm still, well, I'm still well you've also got to say, why is this more infective than the usual expectation of monkeypox? Um, and yeah, so why? there's, there are people just getting close together and sharing, uh, if you will, bodily fluids and sharing, uh, and rubbing their rash against other people. What's going on? So I don't know what's going on that, that this has, hit uh, 200 cases or so, or 130 cases or so, rather. 
um, and is expected to continue to get to 200. Well, uh, before I let you go, Dr. Rosen, one more question. Why does monkeypox suddenly pop up like this? Well, it, it periodically does pop up, but it's usually one or two cases. Um, and so uh, um, this is very unusual. Okay. Well, I'll keep in touch with you and bother you. Uh, so, so far we know monkeypox, not too bad if you get it, as long as you get early treatment. But there are disfiguring scars if you just try and let it run its course. So that's not a good idea. If you've had the smallpox vaccine, you're already covered. And uh, that's pretty much all we know at this point, correct? Correct. Okay. And, well, and we do have, the good news is we do have antiviral treatment as well as a vaccine if this is something different than we expect. Excellent. So we're covered. His name is Dr. Michael Royzen. He is my friend. He's also a big wig hoo-ha at the Cleveland Clinic. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you spending some time with us. My privilege. 